Welcome to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Husseini. Today, we are talking about the importance of video marketing, and I've got an amazing guest. During this episode, you'll learn about why, why video has become a must-have for marketing. You'll discover the best ways to get started with video quickly and easily, how to overcome video blocks and procrastination, how to find your video sweet spot, and tips for gaining more confidence on camera, which a lot of people are lacking and they're probably looking for. My guest is Lou Bortone. Welcome, Lou. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. How you doing? Uh, uh, great. Great to have you. Let me do a couple of uh, uh, housekeeping items. As usual, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel, whichever channel you're watching or listening through. If you have any questions, post a comment and do it. Ask your question in a review or post them on our website. If you know anyone that could benefit from video marketing and becoming more confident at video marketing, please tag them in a comment on social media. Make sure that they get the message and you share the love with other people. And uh, the other point I'd like to bring up is the confidence giveaway is coming up. Uh, during the week of November 15th to 21st. And you're going to have uh, many, many gifts to help you boost your confidence in different areas of business, such as mindset, strategy, sales and marketing, technology, and the rest of it. So for you to get access to the daily confidence, the, the, the confidence giveaway, I'm sorry, go to dailyconfidence.show forward slash giveaway, and you can download your gifts when it comes up. Now, let me do the proper introduction to Lou here, and we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Video marketing is very interesting, and I, I'm always interested and happy to talk about it. So Lou Bortone is, has been a pioneer and thought leader in the video space since the launch of YouTube in 2005. He has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and companies create and leverage online video to build their brands and dramatically grow their revenues. Lou is a popular speaker, author, and ghostwriter of six business books. He's also the author of Video Marketing Rules, How to Win in a World Gone Video. Welcome, Lou. Thanks so much. It's good to be here, and I'm always happy to chat about video. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so where about are you lo are logging in from? I'm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, about an hour north of Boston. Beautiful. And what's the weather like? It's rainy and cold and windy and <laughs> beautiful. November, yeah. <laughs> now, gang, if you're watching or listening, uh, we're talking about video and the power of video marketing. If you have any questions, pop them in a comment and in the chat box, and we'll do our best to cover it. Now, Lou, let's start with your story. What is your story? How did you get into the whole video world? It's funny because I think I, I got into it um, when I was really, really young because my dad worked at a TV station in Boston and I would spend weekends there with him and run around, you know, like the TV station was my little personal playground. So there really wasn't anything else that I wanted to do but go into television. So I went to school for that and I uh, got a job. Actually, my first job was in radio and television. And I worked in the TV business for many years um, in Boston and Los Angeles. And um, I'm trying to remember when I came back to Boston about 20 years ago to work for a dot-com because that's when everybody was sort of jumping ship and going to the dot-coms. That didn't last very long. And then I realized, you know what? I can just do this video thing. I don't need a TV station anymore. I mean, we were sort of at the point where 
YouTube was starting up and it's like, you know, we all have our own TV station. So that's kind of how I got into this. Beautiful. Um, so it's like a natural transition for you. You kind of grew into it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think I, I had a little bit of hubris coming from the TV business, like, oh, how hard could this be? But then the online world and online video is much, much different from traditional television. Um, although these days, you know, like our, you know, kids and our ki younger folks sort of see it all as just a screen or, you know, they don't care where they get it, whether it's online, on a phone, on a tablet, on a big TV, it's all just uh, a screen to them. Interesting. But, but they have integrated pretty well though. Like yeah. the TV and the online world are. It's really, well together. You know, we used to talk about the, the word back in the day was convergence. Like, Oh, you know, someday this is all going to come together and it took a little bit longer than, than many of us thought, but now there really is no distinction between television and video. You know, YouTube is TV, TV is YouTube. So it's kind of um, an interesting opportunity for entrepreneurs because like I say, it's like we really do have access to what, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, only three or four big networks had access to these kinds of audiences. Absolutely. So what do you do? What do you do these days and who do you serve? I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners and help them with their video marketing strategy. So uh, it's, you know, it's marketing and branding, but sort of leading with video and taking advantage of the fact that, you know, you can reach a lot of folks really easily and quickly with video. So I really help them with overall strategy. And that's everything from what kinds of videos should they be doing to where should they be posting? Uh, so how can they integrate video into their overall marketing strategies? Absolutely. Now, this is going to sound simple, but what is video marketing? Video marketing is really any marketing that you do using video. And that could be, you know, doing a video on YouTube. It could be sending somebody a video email as video outreach. It could be live like this. So really, anytime you're, you're doing visual marketing, you're doing video marketing. Absolutely. All right. And why is video marketing so powerful? Well, one of the reasons it's become so powerful is that the pandemic really accelerated the growth of video and accelerated the need for video because suddenly we couldn't be together. We had to be socially distanced. I mean, I know it looks like we're sort of in the same room because I've got the same background as you, but but video um, became even more important. It was already growing quickly, but the, the uh, pandemic really accelerated it because instead of being at events or networking and things like that, we had to rely more and more on video. So, you know, Zoom, Zoom use of Zoom went up something like 8,000% in a month, you know, last year. And, and it's really kind of leveled off there. And, and it's just become the way we connect, the way we engage, the way we communicate. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are, that are now used to this are not going back to. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I just heard that. Uh, people don't want to leave their house anymore. A lot of people and a lot of companies went like, uh, was it Amazon or some other company that they have now like 10,000 people permanently work from home. Wow. Yep. And they just announced it and they're just getting used to this. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is nice. I don't have to pay rent for office. We could communicate through video and get things done virtually. And yeah. <clears throat> and you know, the results are there and they speak for themselves. It's a new world. I mean, I know my my kids who are grown at uh, 23, I have 23 year old twins and they've both been working since they got out of college, uh, but they've never been in an office. They've always 
worked remotely from the day they graduated until now. And, and my daughter's company did the same thing. They sold the physical building and now they're completely remote. Absolutely. Now, um, Luke, can you give us an example of a successful video marketing campaign mm -hmm. that maybe you've done in the past? Like, this is what happens and here is how maybe it revolutionized or created results for, for someone that maybe you have worked with. Yeah, I'm a, for somebody that I, I use an example for somebody I didn't work with, but because it's such a well-known example, I always go back to the um, blend tech blenders had these industrial blenders. Maybe you remember this. And on YouTube, they had they decided to do their own little show called Will It Blend? And they would drop iPhones and all kinds of things into these huge industrial blenders. Um, and that really, you know, that viral campaign took off on YouTube and really put them on the map. Um, so having seen that, I mean, I've done, you know, I haven't put anything in blenders and blended them, but just the fact that you can use, you know, a little bit of creativity and a little bit of fun and basically create your own kind of television. So a lot of what I do with clients is not necessarily trying to get them to do wacky things, but think a little bit, you know, I hate to say outside the box because it's so overused, but really think about how they can use video to, um, be more of a force in their clients and customers' lives. So I have one client, for example, that does um, a video series and she puts it out every Tuesday religiously. Um, and she's, you know, little by little built up, built up, built up, built up. I had another client uh, in Costa Rica who had a vacation property there. And she started doing videos about why I come to Costa Rica. And this is somebody who had never been on camera. And some of her videos have half a million views and uh, her, her beach property is completely like sold out two years in advance. So it's amazing that, you know, like she was saying, well, I'm, I'm way down here in Costa Rica. What could I possibly do that's going to help my business? And I said, you'd be surprised. You just put those videos on YouTube and uh, off the, off you go. So then what does she, what does she cover in her videos? Just talk about different yeah, attraction it's, spots it's, for I mean, she has, because she's in Costa Rica and she literally lives on the edge of a rainforest. She can do these on location videos where she's talking about, best time of year to come to Costa Rica, or is it safe to come to, you know, exchange rates, you know, anything about travel. So she got to be known not as only as a person who has this amazing oceanfront property that she rented, uh, but also as kind of a, a bit of an authority on, um, on Costa Rica. And as an American who had moved there permanently, she was sort of like an expat. So she really kind of had that credibility. Um, and again, even though she wasn't, you know, um, even though she didn't have like a lot of tech technical skills to begin with it was really more of uh the idea of like okay well i'm here i'm gonna i'm gonna share what it's like to be here and suddenly she's got you know i think that her video that had like half a million views was like basically it was a, a sloth like <laughs> watching a sloth and, and a sloth's baby so things like that it's like oh my gosh you know just show real life show examples um and try to capture some of the magic of, of where she is so, so I mean, she could talk about everything and anything about around mm -hmm. her area, and then there's no limit to what they could she could talk about, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the only you know downside of it for me was I can't afford her place now because she's raised the price so much. So, but that's good for her, but yes, yeah, <laughs> you need to pick up a new client there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good stuff. Kipil yeah. says, I always give the student, uh, my, he is a student, uh, the blend tech examples, super easy concept for them to grasp. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it, it, you know. 
Hmm. And you know, it's the other part to remember of that that is that you know it's it's relatively low budget and low production quality, but it doesn't matter just because the idea is so memorable. So here's a question for you: How long do you give your campaigns and your videos bef- to expect results? Mm-hmm. It really yeah. depends on the on what you're promoting and on the client. But I always tell folks that that video is a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, you can get results quickly and you can get awareness quickly, but it's not. You know, it really is something that you have to build over time because regardless of what you're promoting or advertising, people have to know, like, and trust you before they buy from you. And so I, I am absolutely with you 100%. Um, what do you say to people that they say, oh, you know, I've done like five videos and I got no results? <laughs> I say do 50 more and, and let me know. I know, <laughs> you know, I, I was always, I, it's funny because even though I've been on YouTube since the very beginning, I used it more as like, oh, I'll just put my videos there. I used it more of a, as a hosting platform. So it took me a few years and it wasn't until I did, um, you know, a Trump song parody that one of my videos got half a million views and that one just blew up. And it's like, uh, so it's like, hey, if I did that for my first video, it just depends on the timing and it's like catching lightning in a bottle. But, you know, I have... Um, thousands of videos on YouTube over the past 17 years. So it, it does take time, but it only takes one video sometimes to kind of hit the magic spot. Do you like happen to know which video is going to take off or is it um, like, that's just, a little bit just, to, just to finish my thought? It's like sometimes we don't know which one is going to take off. Do you ever have you ever been surprised? Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because there are sometimes when you do, you know, you sort of follow all the rules. It's like, oh, I used the right keywords and I was, you know, short to the point and it was entertaining. You know, you kind of put everything in there. But then it's just some other, like I said, some goofy video. Um, I'll give you an example. I was testing a new webcam and my pug was sleeping on the floor and she snored. So I put the webcam on the floor to capture the sleeping pug just to see if the webcam worked and i put it online i'm like oh my god my dog stella has twenty thousand views you know it's it's a snoring pug so you know who knows what who knows what people are gonna react to you never know just like your earlier example with the sloth was you're like you know she was just filming a sloth and then it took was it half a million views yeah something like that it's crazy so um i mean the important thing is you want to be consistent and you want to you know do the right things, like have a good call to action, have a really, you know, interesting hook or introduction because people are going to decide in the first seven or eight seconds whether or not they're going to stick with you. So, you know, you want to do the right things technically, but you also want to have content that's going to engage people and you don't always know exactly what that what's going to hit. Love it. I guess the solution is just keep going, be consistent. Yep. And uh, something you mentioned, like before we started was doing it religiously. Mm-hmm. or with discipline like every day every week or yeah. however often you do it so that you know over time we build on it yeah that's the thing and when i mentioned you know marathon it's like somebody could say i don't understand i i ran the first five miles of that marathon really really quickly it's like yeah but the last 25 you know the last 20 you crawled so, so yeah it's like you gave up just a tad early mm-hmm. <laughs> so Interesting. So what's the best way to get get us started if people are camera shy or they're afraid of being seen or they have that fear? 
it's funny, I had the same, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't particularly like being on camera. I came from the TV business, but always behind the scenes, always on the marketing and advertising side. So um, when I first started, I would use, you know, kids and pets and props and, you know, things to sort of take the attention off me, um, which is why, you know, I, I had my dog, my pugs in the video so often I had to put them on my website. because Everybody's like, where's the pug? Where's the pug? Um, but a lot of it really just has to do with consistency, like you said, and um, and just keeping at it. Um, and if you're getting started, I think that live video, things like this, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, is one of the easiest and sort of low-hanging fruit ways to get on video because it doesn't necessarily need a lot of production. Um, I know we do this with StreamYard, so it looks uh, cool. But again, if you just, just do a regular Facebook Live and you think about it, you don't have to edit it. You just put it out there and it's done. So that's a good way to get your feet wet and to sort of dip your toes into the waters if you're just starting out. Hmm. How, if I'm afraid of being seen and being visible out there, mm -hmm. what do you think is like, like the best way to overcome that fear? Uh, honestly, it's really just, it's practice and putting yourself out there and, you know, start slow, maybe just do Facebook lives to your Facebook group. So you feel like you're in a safer environment. Um, oftentimes when I do like, you know, 30 day video challenges, and I'll let people put uh, videos in the Facebook group, but only people in that group can see it. So it gives them a little bit of a kind of an off-Broadway chance to get comfortable with it. So again, it really just comes with practice. Um, you know, even now, as long as I've been doing this, I always get a little twinge of like, oh my God, what if I look like a fool? So, but then again, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> so, uh, so some of it's just a matter of like, you know what, if you want to be in business and you want to be an entrepreneur, you can't afford not to be seen and not to do things like videos. So sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it. Absolutely. Kapil is asking, Lou, what are your most important video KPIs? Um, it isn't always views, believe it or not. It's not always judged by the number of views because I want to make sure that I'm seen by the right people, not necessarily by the most people. So at the end of the day, you know, my biggest KPI is am I generating revenue for my business and am I generating leads? Am I getting clients? Um, and that's, you know, obviously it's fun to make the goofy parody videos and I get tons of views on those, but those don't necessarily help my bottom line. Love it. Like aiming for business instead of like views or clicks and likes and this and that. Like, yeah. And I think that, you know, it's like somebody, I, I don't know who maybe Gary Vaynerchuk calls them vanity metrics. It's like, well, it's nice to have, but it doesn't necessarily pay the rent. Exactly. Like, I don't care how many views or likes I have. If, if I'm not, if I'm broke and I'm not paying my bills, then mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how popular I am on YouTube. Yeah. Unless I'm monetizing it. Yeah. I did a video one time when my kids were in high school and they came back and they're like, oh my God, dad, some of us, our friends saw your video and they thought it was hilarious. I'm like, well, that does me absolutely no good at all because I'm not marketing to high school kids, you know? So, so it's like, yeah, that's nice. It, it's fine for the ego, but it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for the business. Interesting. So what are some, some good ways for people to get, um, uh, now before, before I dive in my next question, going back to the fear piece, um, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And before that I was really comfortable being on stage and talking to people face to face. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I was first trying to do go live on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. 
uh, I had that fear of like, oh my God, people are going to see me. Mm-hmm. And then I had that fear and I, I, I was like, you know, uh, stuck like doing it in the beginning. But then I thought to myself, that's how people see me every day. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm out and about and I go to Walmart and I go to outside, mm-hmm. that, that people see me. I can't hide. Yeah. So it's okay. If it's that, and that's how I look like. And because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I sound terrible. And then I'm like, dude, that's how you sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the first time when you, I don't know if you know, I'm older than you, but when you were little, the first time you heard your voice on a tape recorder, you're like, that's me, you know? So. Uh, the answer is yes that's you (laughs) so um it is you know it's tricky but again um and it's the funny thing is speaking from the stage is a lot different than speaking virtually which i think a lot of us found out in the last year and a half because you're basically you know right now in a room by yourself talking to a little green dot i mean i'm talking with you but you have to look at this the camera's up there and there's not an audience and you can't get the energy of, you know, we know people are watching, but you don't have the, the advantage of feeding off of their energy. Absolutely. Yeah, it is different. So I guess one advantage of going live is you can get some feedback mm-hmm. from people. And yeah. if, if you have an audience that watch you live, maybe by questions and reactions and yeah. all that, you'll, you'll know. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I like Facebook Live and things like that, because you can get a little bit of the back and forth and answer questions and and um, give shout outs if you recognize, oh, I can't believe so and so is here, you know, so I, and other people like in the TV business are like, oh, no, you're not supposed to acknowledge the audience. You're not supposed to break that that glass screen but on, on live video and on, on online video. It's much different. It, it really you do want that back and forth. Absolutely. And I think it will it, it will probably even drive your views and engagement up and higher and you'll get more views mm-hmm. if there is that engagement yeah um do you have any tricks and tips for actually driving engagement up um well like you said it's um and getting folks involved is great so that's why um i like to do interviews and panel discussions because two heads are better than one and there's you know people that you can feed off of and and you know so those it's always a good idea like if you're trying to kind of establish yourself and you say well if you're not quite ready to do video by yourself then do a pod you know video podcast or a show like this where you have a guest and you can kind of share the stage and and you know share some of the responsibility for engagement other than that it's really a matter of you know when the video's done whether it's live or pre-recorded you really have to promote it like an event you can't just kind of you know post and pray and and put it on YouTube and hope something happens. You have to let your audiences and your followers know that it's there and you have to promote it. Um, I mean, I take videos that I've done three or four years ago and if they're still relevant and not you know, perishable, I might resurrect it and throw it back up on, on YouTube or Facebook because maybe people didn't see it the first time around. Absolutely. So given, given um, the current year and where we're at right now, Mm-hmm. Why should we be doing more video marketing in 2021 and the upcoming 2022? Yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of folks, you know, like we talked at the beginning a little bit about the, you know, a lot of uh, events or live, traditionally live events are not necessarily going back to live. They're, they're becoming hybrid events. A lot of folks are just expecting to get their information and, and entertainment this way now. They don't necessarily have to, you know, get on a plane 
to attend a conference. They don't necessarily have to go to a networking event to be on a Zoom panel with 20 other people. So a lot of it's just been kind of, you know, the pandemic kind of forced our hand and maybe we're heading that way anyway, but, but it's really, really important to be able to put video as a part of your business because so many people and so many of your clients and customers expect to have, have, you know, hear from you that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. A video has been, has been important. I think all the way along, mm-hmm. uh, like since it, it, the emergence of, you know, YouTube and Vimeo and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now that people are spending much more time online and on social media to have a presence, you've, you've got to have, yeah, I think um, the statistic I saw for 2020 was that 96% of consumers increased their online video consumption, you know, maybe because they didn't have a choice. But, um, you know, if you're not on there, then people don't see you. I always tell my clients, if, if people don't see you and don't know you, they can't buy from you. So, Absolutely. So what are some of the most common mistakes that business owners make when it comes to video marketing? The biggest mistake I see business owners making is that they they wait too long or they they think it needs to be perfect or they say, well, as soon as my new webcam comes in or I need to get a better microphone. And and honestly, with the phones that are out these days, you have um, a studio quality camera in your pocket with with most of the you know phones in the last two or three years. So there's no excuse not to get started, although some folks do procrastinate because they feel like they need all the right gear or they need to have everything look just perfect. Um, it's more important, you know, quality uh, is, um, content is more important than quality is what I was trying to say. Absolutely. So that's one of the things. And then the other thing is just making time for it or, or thinking like, oh God, I gotta do a video. It's like a chore. It's like, well, um, if you do it, if you just commit to it once a week and you do your video once a week, then you're, you're out there and at least you're being consistent. Oftentimes I will, batch record videos so if i say okay it's quiet at the house for a change and the person next door isn't mowing their lawn or blowing their leaves so i'm gonna do three or four videos and then drip them out over the next three or four weeks absolutely absolutely like we have a commitment to to every wednesday at 2 30 mountain time mm-hmm. to run the show yep it, it's there and uh um unless something happens um we're we go live every every wednesday yeah, that's great and especially being able to do live because the consistency is important and and people even though you can stream and binge watch now all the way back to the sort of the tv example that you know there's such a thing as appointment viewing like people just expected that okay seinfeld's going to be on at nine o'clock on thursdays you know when it was on um so that appointment viewing philosophy i think still holds Absolutely. Lou is asking, uh, Kapil is asking, Lou, why do you think Vine and Prescope failed? That's a really good question uh, because, you know, um, TikTok and, and other similar formats are doing, you know, really great. So I think some of it is is kind of hitting the right place at the right time. So maybe it's a little bit of luck um, and maybe just knowing your audience. I mean, that's the thing with, with TikTok has just taken off with, with younger viewers, obviously, and it's not drastically different than some of those other formats. I remember there was a, a format called Blab that I loved that I would do all the time and I had a co-host and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it just uh, it just didn't have the staying power. There's a ton of competition out there. Whatever something successful like Instagram, they're either going to get bought by somebody like Facebook or they're going to get imitated. Um, and now YouTube is doing shorts in response to TikTok. So a lot of it's just, you know, if you can get enough 
traction uh, without being swallowed up by somebody somebody bigger you may be able to survive absolutely i think i i, I could be wrong but i think maybe their name might have something to do with how lasting their brand or their name could be like some names are like really temporary names yeah and some of them they last forever mm -hmm. um do you have anything yeah that's interesting i mean you know because i think about um a lot of the things that went away um even periscope which i guess is going away which was bought up by twitter it's like well does their yeah. name say what they do or is their name just catchy enough to to be you know, there's something about TikTok and Snapchat that just like I can remember those. You know, it's like Vine. Yeah. I had to think Vine. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember them. So yeah, like Periscope. I, 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 to me, if I hear that for the first time, I think it would be like a horoscope kind of website. Or mm -hmm. Like you could read your horoscope. Yeah, and you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe not. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure that the, you know there are focus groups and advertising people and all that that would. Uh, try to think of what's what like there's a, an app that i love um and which is a little bit like zoom with a lot more creativity called mm-hmm m-m-h-m-m -M -M. i'm like okay that is a weird name and i don't know why they they use that but maybe it'll catch on <laughs> yeah i know for a fact that name plays plays major role mm -hmm. in like stupid names like they probably wouldn't take off or they would have to spend a lot of time and money and resources to establish a brand mm -hmm. hmm. what are um what is like if someone is getting started what is the best platform to start with for mm -hmm. video marketing um a lot of times i talk about finding your video sweet spot which is really about what's the best platform for me to use where i'm comfortable and and you know technology wise i can handle it and, and your sweet spot is basically the intersection of your favorite platform and your client's or audience's favorite platform. So if I love TikTok, but my audience is over 50, then that's kind of a mismatch. But because I like doing Facebook and I like doing Facebook Live and a big part of my audience is there, that's kind of part of my sweet spot. So the platform really depends on what do you like that your audience also likes so that you'll actually do it. So. Um, Again, I didn't use I didn't really use YouTube as a as a promotional vehicle for the first several years because it was just like, oh, it's all skateboarding dogs and goofy stuff. And eventually it's like, okay, well now my audience is there, so I have to be there. So you do you recommend business owners start on YouTube? Um, I think YouTube is probably one of the, you know, you can't go wrong, universal sort of like it's just so big and so influential and, and covers so many audiences. In fact, the largest growing demographic on YouTube right now is 55 plus. So I don't know if that means that, you know, old folks like me are just discovering it or getting older. But but um, YouTube is is one of those like, OK, well, yeah, of course, you have to be on YouTube. And then what else? Maybe Facebook, because they're also so big with video uh, LinkedIn because you're you know you want to be more business like or there's such a huge business audience there so again it just depends on where is you know where can I find my audience where can I best connect with my audience interesting is there is there a a, a good a easy or is there a tip on finding out where they hang out like which platform they hang out on for yeah. someone that's getting started like they have no clue like right 
where people are going to go. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, um, demographically, you know, there's the sort of general things like, okay, I know that TikTok and Snapchat have a much younger audience. So, you know, if the vast majority of their viewers are um, younger than, and my audience is not younger, then I'm probably not going to want to be there. But part of it's also that when I say finding the sweet spot, it's like you have to experiment a bit and you have to say like, okay, well, I put the same video on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube and it got 17 views on youtube but it got you know 900 likes on facebook it's like okay well you, you kind of look at the the results from the different platforms and you you kind of get a sense of okay this is where my audience is um reacting best to my videos even now you know even though i use youtube and they have more reach i get more traction and reaction on facebook than youtube all right now i like that and i think there's there's some some testing that needs to be done like there's no surefire way of saying yeah. here's a magic wand get on youtube and you'll become a billionaire like you got to test it yeah so you know experiment find out what works for you wh where your audience responds um and, and you know for some folks it's linkedin some people only do linkedin video it's like that's where my audience is that's where i get my my the best response and that's fine if that's where your audience is absolutely one thing that we do is like, like right now, as we speak, we air this live on every channel that we have. And that's how we do it. Yeah. If I get responses on Facebook, perfect. Like some topics we do well on Facebook, some topics we do well on LinkedIn. And uh, but like I'm not going to eliminate, say, YouTube or Twitter. Right. Because I don't have any beef with them, like you know. <laughs> and the other thing is the great thing about video is you can do that. I mean, you can go to simultaneous platforms all at once. Or if you post a video to YouTube, you can still post the same video to Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever, yeah. um, depending on length and stuff like that. But you know, there's no reason. It's just too easy not to just click. Yes, I will share this to Facebook, or yes, I will upload this to LinkedIn. So you know, why not? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Why not? Audience, every opportunity and every every possible chance to to find you. Don't make Absolutely. it so hard to find. Like even if if I if I need to post the same content manually on different platforms, it's going to take us a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really happy with the leverage that we got, say, with the StreamYard, yeah. to just air it live on as many platforms as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about StreamYard is you can you can kind of get a bigger bang for your buck because you are going to several different platforms. Absolutely. Uh, Lou, what are the latest trends with video marketing? Mm -hmm. There's a lot. Um, it's funny because especially with the last year and a half, that's kind of put everything sort of upside down. So aside from the fact that just more people are using it, one of the trends uh, that I see and that a lot of folks see and that I really like is personalized video. So even though, you know, we just talked about going to as many people as possible at the same time, there's also a really good argument for going to um, one or two people at a time because you can create that personal engagement. So I use video email. I use things like Loom um, or Dub to send video emails or to follow up with video emails because it's just more memorable and, and more impactful and people are gonna you know they're gonna get out you know 500 emails a day but maybe only one or two video emails so those they're gonna pay attention to so one of the the biggest trends that we can all take advantage of is is just personalization and customization so as much as you want to reach as many people as possible you also want to sort of narrow cast and say i'm going to send this message to Mustafa and only him, and it's going to be for him. And I'm going to mention his name, and he's going to know it's just for him. So, there's absolutely. That. 
I like that. It's like personalizing your message. I, I know I heard, I heard, I heard Tim Ferriss talking about it when he wrote the book, the four hour work week, he wrote the book for one specific person. Wow. <laughs> and he, that's what he was saying. And that's part of the reason why it actually took off. He yeah. wasn't trying to please the entire world. He's like, yeah. there's this one person that I'm going to address it to. And that's how specific he got with his target market or her niche. Yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah. So I like personalization. That's one of my favorite trends. Um, obviously, there's also, you know, a, a trend towards really short, you know, micro videos like TikTok and YouTube shorts and things like that that are really catching on. I found it's, you know, for as a business person, I'm, I'm still struggling with, you know, like what's the best way to to do that, that it's not just some goofy dance or something, but it actually, you know, creates business. I actually saw a software called Lately.ai. Have you come across no, that? No. So Lately is an AI software that you could upload your video. Yeah. It will transcribe it. Mm -hmm. And it, you can make like short one minute videos or however long you want. Yeah. And then you could post it across multiple channels mm -hmm. and it will schedule it for you. It's actually really smart. Like Gary cool. V and a bunch of other people that I know. Yeah. Use it. Lately.ai. Um, Lately.ai, if I'm not mistaken mm -hmm. with the site, but it's called Lately. Yeah. And so videos are not going away. So, you know, if there are tools and resources that you can use to make it easier to create them, you would think it's really easy to create, but I think it's harder to, to, you know, squeeze your message into 15 seconds than it is. Yeah, it is. Being able to say, I'll just do a three minute video. Yeah. Like, for example, this, this very conversation that we were doing right now, there's a ton of golden nuggets in there. Mm -hmm. If I could upload it, say on Lately, and have say lately i want you to create 15 second or i don't know what are the limitations but let's say i want 30 second videos out of this clip mm -hmm. it will do it that's cool yeah yeah interesting yeah so short and sweet that's another you know just another way to short and that's and another sweet. thing i like about video email and video outreach is that you know i can do a 15 second you know hello to somebody or happy birthday or whatever and it's done and it didn't take me two hours you know yeah i know on loom you could do it real quick yeah Turn on the camera. Hi, Lou. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. And, you know, yada, yada. You have. And as soon as you press finish, it automatically copies the link into your clipboard. So you can just paste it and press send. Done. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, um, I do, um, I, I follow a company called Vidyard out of Toronto and, and they're really great as far as video outreach. And one of the things they talk about is if you're doing video outreach or if you're trying to reach somebody, um, and you do a loom, you can go to that person's LinkedIn page and do the loom from their page. Hey, I was just looking at your profile and I saw yada, yada, yada. You know, somebody who, who goes on screen and sees themselves on their LinkedIn page, they can say, oh, okay, well, this person's, you know, the, it's just going to catch their attention because you're not just some random salesperson calling from out of nowhere. You're on their LinkedIn page. That's a brilliant idea. And uh, another example that Vidyard used was there was a, an account exec who was trying to get into i think it was buffalo wild wings like to have a meeting or something like that so he did a video where he tried he said i'm going to try to deliver this message while eating your hottest wings so he's eating buffalo wild wings in a video to buffalo wild wings but you know it's it's the the wings are so hot you can hardly get through the message but it's like okay well that got their attention you know very interesting mm -hmm. great ideas there um Tell us about your gift, your uh, what you're sharing with us, your your Zoom 
Oh, right. yeah. Well, now, you know, obviously, since we're all on video all the time, and we're all doing Zooms and lives and things like that. A lot of what's happened is we're using these virtual backgrounds. Um, and on StreamYard, you know, the brick wall is one of the backgrounds you can use. But on Zoom, you can use virtually anything. Um, I did a video the other day. I was promoting a, a retreat that I'm doing later in, in Tuscany. And I had um, the Tuscan Hills in the background. And I got a glass of wine. And I put some birds, sound effects and stuff. So people didn't know. They're like, you're in Tuscany? I'm like, no, I'm in green screen land. So I've shared just a bunch of really fun, cool green screen backgrounds that you can use in Zoom or in other virtual meetings. Yeah, you could use it on StreamYard as well. You could just yeah. upload it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really that's, great. that's, that's a great idea. gift. Yeah. And I, you know, I did one the other day, like as a joke, like I missed, um, I was late for a meeting or something like that. So I had a jail cell background and I said, I'm really sorry I missed the meeting, but I have a really good excuse. I've been incarcerated and I, you know, and I, you know so there's just a, a million different things you can do with those. Oh yeah. You can get really creative with that. Love it. Love it. Lou, what's one thing people could do today to get better with video marketing? Honestly, it's really just doing it more consistently. So if they had to do something today, I would say try to do a platform that you've never done. You know, go live on Facebook or StreamYard or try a YouTube live or record a, a video email that you're going to send to a prospect uh, using Loom, for instance. So just take a platform, any platform and try a video and just see how you feel with it because you might find, oh my gosh, that was easier than I thought it would be. Very interesting. Yeah, give it a try. Like you're not gonna. You won't. Die. Break, you won't break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get a heart attack. Like just do it. It's okay. You'll survive. I survived. Lou survived. A bunch of us have survived. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think like again, the worst thing that can happen with video is like, okay, I may get disconnected because there's a power outage, or you're gonna hear my dogs barking in the background. But that's that's life, and that's the way. That's how we work now. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, gang. So if you're watching or listening, go download Lou's, um, uh, 50 plus virtual backgrounds that you could use for zoom or Streamyard or any other platform that you could use. That's very valuable. And you can get very creative with that. Um, and, uh, go reach out to Lou, Lou as he definitely knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it for a long time. And, uh, I know that he is a trusted expert and professional when it comes to video marketing. Lou, can I ask you some personal questions? Sure. All right. What's a new thing that you have tried recently? Do you mean equipment-wise? Anything. Wise? Personal, business, equipment, life. Uh, wow. I am um, like a bright, shiny object, a holic, and I tend to buy a lot of Tech, techie things and things like that. So I tried, I'll show you because I'm not using it right now. This thing called center cam, which is a camera that is just simply on a wire so that you put it on the top of the computer. The idea is that rather than looking down at your screen like this, you will look at the screen and the camera's right in the middle of the screen. So you, you look at the camera more. So those are one of the, that I just got and haven't really even experimented with that much yet, but I just like the idea of like saying like, oh, okay, instead of looking up there where the camera is, I can just look straight ahead and it feels more natural. Love it. What is that called again? Center Cam. And it was Center like a Kickstarter, um, Indiegogo kind of project. And again, I think it was like, I want to say it was like a hundred bucks or something, but 
just to be able to try to, you know, say, well, let me see if that makes my videos look better or more natural because I'm looking at the center of the screen rather than this way or that way. Well, and where do you buy that? Um, I think it's now it's just available on centercam.com. But originally, I, when I got it, it was on, uh, I think it was on Indiegogo, one of those um, kind of Kickstarter campaigns. One of those projects. Okay, got it. Uh, Lou, what are your favorite top two or three books, business or life, books that maybe have made a massive difference to your life? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. Um, all right, you're going to laugh at this one, but well, honestly, this is like my my Bible. <laughs> like the Godfather, I think, is a brilliant business book. Um, so that's, um, and I have Italian background that I won't go into too, too much, but that, that book hit a nerve with me. So that's one. Another more traditional one. You know, I'll remember not to mess with you yeah. anymore. <laughs> Another one is Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Um, I was so impressed with that book that I became a student of his and became a Book Yourself Solid certified coach, which, and that book is all about marketing and selling for people who don't like marketing and selling. Uh, another one that I, that's much more recent that I really like is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And he really talks about the hero's journey and how to put story into your videos and story into your websites and the importance of, of telling a good story. Wow. I am definitely going to check that one out. Mm -hmm. Look, well, all, all great books. Mm -hmm. Yourself solid, Godfather, love it. And so obviously the Godfather is, um, uh, is a, a story. Yeah. Like a fiction. Yeah. Uh, and that one's, you know, it's a, a fiction novel from 50 years ago or something, but obviously the, you know, they made the movies and things like that. Um, and I don't know if it was because of my Italian background and where I grew up, we had a lot of people like that in our neighborhood, <laughs> but I look at it like, wow, these are really good, you know, um, business ideas, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer and make them an offer you can't refuse. And like, you know, some of that stuff is, is works for business. <laughs> Without Love breaking it. any knees, hopefully. Or using baseball bats, I guess. Right. Yeah. Did you grow up in Italy or? No, I grew up in, in Boston, but in a really Italian neighborhood in, in Boston. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. I always want to hang out with Italians. <laughs> you know, Most of them are okay. You guys are a cool, cool bunch. So We get good food and, you know. So it's funny because when I, I hadn't been to, you know, I've been to Italy several times, but I started to do my mastermind retreats there because i'm like look if i'm gonna you know um if i'm gonna be with a group of people for a week i don't want to be in a conference room at a sheraton or something like that i want to be someplace really fun and unique so love it lou what's one advice that has made a massive change in your life Ooh, wow that's a tough one um i think you know it really sounds a little trite but but my dad used to always say you know just keep keep at it because persistence is going to put you in the top 10 percent no matter what you just and it's the same whether it's video or, or baseball or whatever hobby you might do it's really just a matter of sticking to it love it that's an important message persistence and keeping at it until you get there because mm -hmm. I, I, like you said like the marathon that you were example you used earlier in the show it's like a lot of people give up way too early yeah yeah and hmm yeah the same can be said of, of video or, or pretty much anything it's just like you know it's not Everything is, is hard before it's easy, right? So so you might as well get through the hard part. Absolutely. If you had a Facebook or a Google ad mm -hmm. where everyone on the, on the web, on the internet, around the world could see, mm -hmm. what would your message be for the people of the world? Wow. 
other than like send me one dollar because if everybody in the world sent me one dollar i would have a lot of dollars um, yeah. <laughs> so aside from that, that blatant marketing um i really think it would be like you know your message matters and there are people who need to hear it so get your message out there um, if you're not doing video or you're not writing that book or you're not doing whatever messages inside you and get, getting it out there you're sort of cheating somebody out of your message so very interesting your message matters get your message out there mm -hmm. love it love it love it lou what advice would you give your 20 year old self <laughs> oh wow um that's a really interesting one um i was trying to think of some wise ass answer but i can't really think of anything too funny so uh i would think just um take more chances don't what's the story behind that don't be just don't be so conservative i think again coming from you know my dad was grew up during the depression so he was pretty conservative and and you know risk averse um and i think you know whatever however much of that i i inherited i think um if i took more risks and you know probably even further along that today interesting yeah taking risk is a, is a, i think it's a must for life and mm -hmm. You just can't be too safe. We can't play too safe. So yeah, yeah. Well, well, very well said. Lou, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. Is there anything you would like to add that you we didn't talk about? I don't think so. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Um, I don't do a ton of these because I am a little camera shy, but but you know, like I said, I'm trying to put forth an example and practice what I preach. And it's like, you know, if you've got a message, this is a great way to get it out there. So keep at it. Love it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, gang. If you're watching or listening, go out there and download uh, Lou's 50-plus cool Zoom or virtual background images that you could use uh, basically on uh, softwares and platforms like Zoom or StreamYard and use it for marketing your business. Uh, you could find uh, Lou at louborton.com. If you Google his name, I'm sure it will come up. And do reach out because video marketing is important. It matters. It makes a difference. I like the fact that like video is very engaging. And personally, I'm very lazy. I don't like to read. I like no. to watch videos. And that's part of why actually people consume a ton of video and content. Mm -hmm. So, And it does make a difference. And it can make a difference for your business. And you, when you work with a pro and an expert like Lou Bortone, it also makes more you can make more difference out there so do reach out to um lou uh just another reminder the confidence giveaway is coming up during the week of november 15 to 21st and the theme of our giveaway is to help entrepreneurs boost their confidence in different areas of business and to get that you can go to dailyconfidence.show forward slash giveaway to download your gifts and get access to that as usual make sure to like the show subscribe if you have any questions for me or lou Pop them in a comment on any platform that you're watching, and we'll make sure to get back to you. Lou, thank you again. Thank I you. really appreciate your time and expertise and sharing your knowledge and wisdom. And I'm sure we'll chat soon more. Look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs, and we'll see you next week with another episode, another expert, and another amazing topic. Have a great day, and see you later. Bye now.